Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 108. Here, O oh my Lord, I'd see thee face to face. Here would I touch and handle things unseen. Here, grasp with firmer hand the eternal grace, and all my weariness upon thee lean. Hymn number 108.
The scriptural will be given by Betty from California. I shall read from the Bible. Luke said Jesus, Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man which built an house and digged deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man without a foundation, built an house upon the earth, against which the stream did beat vehemently, and immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. First John. And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Let's now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Father, Mother, God, all harmonious. Hallowed be thy name. Adorable One, thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom is come. Thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead 
deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 151. In speechless prayer and reverence, dear Lord, I come to thee. My heart with love thou fillest, yea, with humility. My bread and wine thou art. With thee I hold communion. Thy presence healeth me. Thy presence healeth me. Hymn number 151.
welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin each Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion, where we discuss this week's lesson and the practical implications of how to live a better life through Christian science. And we had another really good one this morning. So if you missed it, or if you'd like to hear it again, it'll be available on our website, plainfieldcs.com. It will also be available on our YouTube channel and our Vimeo channel. We have a Sunday school for children that meets at 11 a.m., and that Sunday school has its own teleconference number, and many of our Sunday school students attend via teleconference who don't live in the area. So if you don't live nearby and have a child of Sunday school age, please call us. We'll be happy to give you the number, and we'll be very happy to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 815 where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives literally saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our services, we have a nursery for young ones, infants and toddlers. And we've got uh, some things coming up. Uh, we are going to have an annual membership meeting this month and that meeting will take place on Thursday, January 26th at 8 p.m. So members, mark your calendar. And uh, if you don't live close enough to attend in person, uh, the meeting will be conducted over our church teleconference number. And that is our annual meeting. Uh, it's an important meeting. We will be electing trustees for the church, so as many of, his, of you as can, please join us. That's Thursday, January 26th at 8 p.m. And then two days later, Saturday, January 28th, we will have our next Bible study, and that'll take place at 10 a.m. Saturday, January 28th. So check the website for the study questions, and please join us for a rousing meeting, I'm sure. And there's a really good article. Well, there's websites full of good articles, but there's one that's being featured on our website uh, on the cover page that I wanted to recommend this morning. Uh, it goes with the lesson really well, entitled, The Power of Unity by Herbert Eustace. Great explanation as to what unity really is and how, it, and how important it is. This being our communion Sunday, I'm going to read from our textbook, The Tenets of Christian Science. One, as adherents of truth, we take the inspired word of the Bible as our sufficient guide to eternal life. Two, we acknowledge and adore one supreme and infinite God. 
we acknowledge his Son, one Christ, the Holy Ghost, or divine Comforter, and man in God's image and likeness. Three, we acknowledge God's forgiveness of sin in the destruction of sin and the spiritual understanding that casts out evil as unreal. But the belief in sin is punished so long as the belief lasts. Four, we acknowledge Jesus' atonement as the evidence of divine efficacious love unfolding man's unity with God through Christ Jesus, the way-shower. And we acknowledge that man is saved through Christ, through truth, life, and love, as demonstrated by the Galilean prophet in healing the sick and overcoming sin and death. 5. We acknowledge that the crucifixion of Jesus and his resurrection serve to uplift faith, to understand eternal life. Even the allness of soul, spirit, and the nothingness of matter. Six. And we solemnly promise to watch and pray for that mind to be in us which was also in Christ Jesus, to do unto others as we would have them do unto us, and to be merciful, just, and pure. Everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. And now we will have the reading of a testimony from Miscellaneous Writings, which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Laura from New Jersey. I became interested in Christian science through being healed. I had no faith in doctors, therefore would not consult any but felt that something must be done, or I would soon follow a brother and sister who had passed on with the same claim. In my extremity, I thought of the great physician and took my case to him and realized that he alone could help me. A relative, finding I would not consult a doctor or take any drug, gave me science and health with key to the scriptures to read, saying that although a dear friend thought she was greatly helped by a Christian scientist, he himself had no faith in that kind of treatment and had no use for the book. I had heard of the people called Christian scientists and of their textbook Science and Health, but knew nothing about either. Yet I wanted to know and took the book gladly and was soon deeply interested in it. It was a revelation to me. Although I could only understand it in part, I knew it was the truth and the truth was making me free. I felt that I had been bound and in prison, and that now, one after another, the bonds were being broken, and I was lifted into the pure air and light of heaven. I was healed before I had read halfway through the precious volume, for I was obliged to read slowly and some passages over and over again. When I came to the page 304, line 10, I then and there felt that I must add my testimony 
though already there were heaps upon heaps. But since then, I have tried to put the thought of those dark days away from me, and only refer to them now in the hope that someone who is bound may be released and brought into the light of divine love, which alone can heal and make us every whit whole. LMC, Brooklyn, New York. The lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page four of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, Sacrament. The golden text is from John. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father. The responsive reading is from Philippians. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Fairly from Maryland will now read. The Bible. Micah, wherewith shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before the high God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves of a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams or with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression? 
the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He hath showed thee, O man, what is good, and what doth the Lord acquire, require of thee, but to do justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. Matthew And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain. And when he was set, his disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And when he had called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, and into any city of the Samaritans enter ye not, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely ye have received, freely give. And when ye come into an house, salute it. And if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it be not worthy, let your peace return to you. And whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear your words, when ye depart out of that house or city, shake off the dust of your feet. Now the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying unto him, Well wilt thou that we prepare for thee to eat the Passover? And he said, Go into the city to such a man, and say unto him, 
the master says, My time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at thy house with my disciples. And the disciples did as Jesus had appointed them, and they made ready the Passover. Now when the even was come, he sat down with the twelve, and as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and brake it, and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. When the morning was come, all the chief priests and elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. And when they were come unto a place called Golgotha, that is to say, a place of a skull, they crucified him. Mark. Now when Jesus was risen early the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils. Afterward he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat, and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Luke. And opened he their understanding, that they might understand the scriptures. And he led them out as far as to Bethany, and lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass, while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple, praising and blessing God. Amen. I will now read correlative passages from the Christian Science Textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, by Mary Baker Eddy. To keep the commandments of our Master and follow His example is our proper debt to Him, and the only worthy evidence of our gratitude for all that He has done. Outward worship is not of itself sufficient to express loyal and heartfelt gratitude, since he has said, If ye love me, keep my commandments. 
you will learn that in Christian science, the first duty is to obey God, to have one mind, and to love another as yourself. Who is it that demands our obedience? He who, in the language of Scripture, doeth according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth, and none can stay his hand, or say unto him, What doest thou? No form nor physical combination is adequate to represent infinite love. A finite and material sense of God leads to formalism and narrowness. It chills the spirit of Christianity. Jesus taught the way of life by demonstration, that we may understand how this divine principle heals the sick, casts out error, and triumphs over death. Jesus presented the ideal of God better than could any man whose origin was less spiritual. By his obedience to God, he demonstrated more spiritually than all others the principle of being. Hence, the force of his admonition, If ye love me, keep my commandments. Jesus sent forth 70 students at one time, but only 11 left a desirable historic record. Tradition credits him with two or 300 other disciples who have left no name. Many are called, but few are chosen. They fell away from grace because they never truly understood their master's instruction. There is but one way to heaven, harmony, and Christ in divine science shows us this way. It is to know no other reality, to have no other consciousness of life than good. God and his reflection, and to rise superior to the so-called pain and pleasure of the senses. The finger posts of divine science show the way our master trod and require of Christians the proof which he gave instead of mere profession. We may hide spiritual ignorance from the world, but we can never succeed in the science and demonstration of spiritual good through ignorance or hypocrisy. First in the list of Christian duties, he taught his followers the healing power of truth and love. He attached no importance to dead ceremonies. It is the living Christ, the practical truth, which makes Jesus the resurrection and the life to all who follow him indeed. Obeying his precious precepts, 
following his demonstration so far as we apprehend it, we drink of his cup, partake of his bread, are baptized with his purity, and at last we shall rest, sit down with him in a full understanding of the divine principle which triumphs over death. In ancient Rome, a soldier was required to swear allegiance to his general. The Latin word for this oath was sacramentum, and our English word sacrament is derived from it. Among the Jews, it was an ancient custom for the master of a feast to pass each guest a cup of wine. But the Eucharist does not commemorate a Roman soldier's oath, nor was the wine used on convivial occasions and in Jewish rites the cup of our Lord. The cup shows forth his bitter experience. The cup which he prayed might pass from him, though he bowed in holy submission to the divine decree. As they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it. The true sense is spiritually lost if the sacrament is confined to the use of bread and wine. The disciples had eaten, yet Jesus prayed and gave them bread. This would have been foolish in a literal sense, but in its spiritual signification, it was natural and beautiful. Jesus rose higher in demonstration because of the cup of bitterness he drank. Human law had condemned him, but he was demonstrating divine science. Out of reach of the barbarity of his enemies, he was acting under spiritual law, in defiance of matter and mortality. And that spiritual law sustained him. The divine must overcome the human at every point. The science Jesus taught and lived must triumph over all material beliefs about life, substance, and intelligence, and the multitudinous errors growing from such beliefs. Love must triumph over hate. Truth and life must seal the victory over error and death before the thorns can be laid aside for a crown, the benediction follow, well done, good and faithful servant, and the supremacy of spirit be demonstrated. Our baptism 
is a purification from all error. Our Eucharist is spiritual communion with the one God. Our bread, which cometh down from heaven, is truth. Our cup is the cross. Our wine, the inspiration of love. The draft our master drank and commended to his followers. To ascertain our progress, we must learn where our affections are placed and whom we acknowledge and obey as God. If divine love is becoming nearer, dearer, and more real to us, matter is then submitting to spirit. The objects we pursue and the spirit we manifest reveal our standpoint and show what we are winning. It is possible, yea, it is the duty and privilege of every child, man, and woman to follow in some degree the example of the master by the demonstration of truth and life of health and holiness. Christians claim to be his followers, but do they follow him in the way that he commanded? Hear these imperative commands. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Heal the sick. This being our communion service, I invite the congregation to kneel and join me in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory,
Let's now sing hymn number 300. The words of this hymn are by Mary Baker Eddy. Saw ye my Savior? Heard ye the glad sound? Felt ye the power of the word? Twas the truth that made us free and was found by you and me in the life and the love of our Lord. Hymn number 300.
let's now sing hymn number 90. Guide me, O thou great Jehovah, pilgrim through this barren land. I am thine, and thou art mighty. Hold me with thy powerful hand. Bread of heaven, bread of heaven, feed me now and evermore. Hymn number 90. Christian Science textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and the correlative passages from 1 John, 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation, for God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal era. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, 
for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us, and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. Amen. <laughs>